We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. you're getting all this advice from Andrew here uh, and feel like you don't need to read the article, why don't you go just click on it for him? Yeah, that'd be great. So, yeah, boost boost the stats a little bit. Yeah. Make Re- him feel Refresh good. it a few times, yeah. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined right now by J.D. Bazo, who is one of our resident MLS experts. Uh, J.D. is going to carry this entire podcast tonight as... Uh, Skylar Redpath, who usually joins us, is unable to tonight. So, JD, I hope you uh, have been working out because you're going to have to do some heavy lifting for for this podcast. I am uh, pretty sure we're going to be shaking off some rust. It's been <laughs> quite some time since we did an MLS podcast. Uh, there's just been a ton of soccer to keep up with, but we're we're going to try and tread some water here. We're going to try. Um, we yeah we we took a little break uh, with when MLS took a break and then. Um, we couldn't uh, get our schedules in, all in order for last week. So, yeah, it has, has been quite a while. So apologies to everybody who's been 
um, just constantly refreshing their uh, podcast feeds looking for us. But we're back. We've got um, one of the most frustrating slates um, in uh, the entire season for MLS because we've got two or three games each day for the next um, four, four days. days. And then I think the next game week, the next round starts Friday, like a week from tomorrow, taping this Thursday, June 30th. So uh, there's a lot of MLS coming at us over the next uh, few days. But um, we're going to talk about the games coming up for round 16. We'll uh, sprinkle in some DraftKings um, advice as much as we can, which will be helpful for when we eventually write our cheat sheets. And uh, hopefully we'll get something useful out of this. So we'll dive right in uh for Friday's slate, two-game slate, opening matches, Chicago hosting the Earthquakes, two teams that, um, well, Chicago's been awful all year, and San Jose's been awful on the road, so it'll be interesting to see what you think, how that one will play out, and then the other game is 10.30 Eastern, DC United traveling to Real Salt Lake. Uh, I wrote in our cheat sheet that basically the way I've been looking at this uh, Chicago uh, game is that San Jose is so bad that it's almost like the only team that you aren't scared of visiting Chicago. Um, how do you think this one kind of plays out? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I saw that for San Jose, Victor Bernardez is not going to be playing. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of a, a chip out of their back line. Uh, so I, I am pretty confident in Chicago this week. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is they just played um, two days ago. Mm -hmm. San Jose is going to be on a couple more days rest. Um, they're getting Wondolowski back. So, and I think San Jose overall is a, a pretty good team just in terms of having plenty of pieces to kind of move in and out. Um, so it, it's probably going to be pretty even, um, but I think I'm going to trust Chicago's attack in this one, which I don't say very often. <laughs> uh, David Akam actually has two goals to to lead them to a victory over Columbus the other night. Yeah, the U.S. Open Cup kind of worried me a little bit. Usually I, I don't pay much attention to these midweek uh, U.S. Open Cup matches, but it seemed like uh, a lot of the MLS teams played their regulars. and um, that It was the round of 16. Yes. yes. So we're kind of getting into the, the nitty-gritty where it's it's not the backups anymore. Exactly, um, which obviously will potentially complicate things for this upcoming uh, uh, game week. And we have, I guess we should note that the Revs and uh, New York City FC play next Wednesday. So for those who play... Um, the season-long game, they they have a double game week, uh, but they're the only ones, and so I don't know how much squad rotation we'll really see from them. But uh, the U.S. Open Cup rosters make me a little hesitant uh, in terms of who we're going to see in these uh, these matches this week. But yeah, David Akam is is kind of the reason why I'm I don't want to say I'm all in on Chicago, but there's a small part of me that thinks for how much crap he took uh, coming in at the uh, at the end of Copa America for the U.S. that it just seems like a big middle finger to everybody that Wanda would have a hat trick. Yeah, I mean, poor Wanda just <laughs> getting absolutely Hey, I mean, what's he supposed to do, volunteer to sit on the bench? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher by Jurgen to put two very slow guys that can't really pressure a defense up there, but hey, um, England's England's on his tail, so he must be... Must be a good coach, right? Uh, it's funny because uh, obviously we 
cover the Premier League a bunch, so I follow a ton of English writers on Twitter. And the it's almost like an equal level of uh, people of excitement, both in "Hey, we might get Jurgen," and "Thank God Jurgen's almost gone." <laughs> it's like it, it, yeah. it, it feels perfectly of the anyway where the U.S. fans are done with him, and uh, the English fans are very much excited the possibility of Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, even though I don't think he'll he'll take that job, I don't think he'll even be offered the job. But um, I don't know. There's a but anyway. Wando, uh, the the draft Wando's a great choice. Yeah, yeah. The the DraftKings slate for this two game slate doesn't have a ton of uh, very expensive options. In fact, Wando is the most expensive one at eighty five hundred. And that being said, there are a decent number of forwards available. I mean. RSL has uh, obviously Jao Plata and Burrito Martinez. Uh, we talked about a calm. Uh, if you if you think uh, Kennedy Bonanike would get a run now that uh, Gilberto is gone, um, you know he obviously feels like he has a, a regular spot. Mavsisian's there. Um, how do well, you? Don't, for, don't forget we have a Quincy Ameriqua revenge game. Oh, that's right. After, that's right. After Chicago traded him last year for someone that literally nobody can remember. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was a right back. I don't believe he played many games for them, and and is now yeah. gone. Yeah. Big, um, big time head scratcher, but uh, was a weird yeah, one. this is a really, really weird two game slate. Uh, there are a ton of for. There's. It's not often you have more appealing forward options than you do midfield options. Totally. Totally. Um, um, so that's very strange. And then to really throw a wrench into things, RSL played most of their starters last night yep. for 120 minutes for, yeah. and uh, lost in a penalty shootout. So they literally are on 48 hours tops of rest. Yes. Um, I I think we're really going to see one of their, their big players, at least one of them, take a seat on the bench. I think... Uh, Jao Plata's being the one that's kind of thrown around right now. But Javier Morales is definitely a guy. He, he's on some tired old legs, um, so they might want to keep him fresh too. He's the one that jumped out at me uh, as the one that probably will sit. Unfortunately for my FMLS team, I have both of them. Um, Ouch. And uh, they had a double game week last week, and Morales didn't play in the second game. So theoretically he doesn't have quite as many uh, recent minutes on his legs. But Plata... Um, it feels like Plata is the kind of guy who should n- who never gets tired. Like it looks like he's always going, um, which is part of the reason why I was a little more comfortable with him. But I, you know, I agree that both of them could could sit out. Uh, who who's the guy that you go to? We we spoke earlier this season that when Morales sits, we kind of get a little more Jordan Allen love going. But it sounds like he's going to sit out because of a of a hamstring injury. So. Uh, do you go all in on on burrito at that point, or do you just do you pass? I mean, you can't really pass on RSL home against DC United. Yeah, I I kind of think that you'll have to get some RSL players, but the the thing to do might just to be get their really cheap midfielders that are kind of just slotting in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to give one of their really young guys a shot, or if it's going to be John Sturzer, mm-hmm. who it, he's more of a defensive midfielder, but. Um, He's a guy that you might have to just throw in, take the savings at 3000 and move on. Because DC United have clean sheets in three of Bill Hamid's four games yeah, since he wow. came back from injury. Um, so DC United's kind of really coming together. Bill Hamid looks like the old Bill Hamid. Um, 
who probably is the United States' best keeper right now, I have to say. I, I if completely he, if agree. If he's healthy. Not that Guzon is, uh, did that bad of a job, but I don't think there's any question that Tim Howard comes to MLS and is not the best keeper in the league. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. Speaking of which, we'll probably see him debut this weekend. Um, right. They're on uh, on Monday, on the 4th of July. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But uh, you, the more we talk about that, the more I'm thinking maybe we should be stacking DC United players, which is something I can't believe I would have ever said. <laughs> but, I mean, when you think about, you know, a Spindola or Lamar Nagel, um, I think Nyarko's still out, but um, Luciano Acosta. I mean, they, they have some yeah. decent players. And uh, like you said, RSL's tired. They do get Kyle Beckerman back, but um, I'm not sure how much that that scares me in terms of not playing the the DC guys. I mean, Espindola was kind of locked into my lineup, but after that, um, I don't know. I uh, you're, you're talking me out of any of being scared of them visiting RSL. I mean, the the thing is, right now, I I plugged in just like my three go-to guys that I really want. I have Bill Hamid. He's still thirty-seven hundred dollars. Wow. DraftKings will have to explain that to me, um, or not. Just leave him at that price. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I have David Akam, and I grabbed Acosta and Matias Perez Garcia mm-hmm. because he's been getting some more minutes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's great when he's in there in terms of just doing things that uh, help the offense, kind of actionable plays. So I like him a lot if he plays. And then I'm, I have two defender slots, a forward and a um, a utility spot here, and it's telling me my average remaining is six thousand three hundred fifty. <laughs> right. So I mean, if you if you plug starts or in the flex, you can get burrito. You can get the two best defenders. Uh, you don't even need to use a cheap midfielder. You can get rid of starts or and go cheap on the defenders. I mean, you could probably get Wando in there realistically. Um. Yeah, the the only problem, yeah, you could probably do Wando instead of, I guess, Burrito. Well, you can do both and still have 5000 for each defender. I just found that out. Right. Well, that t- well <laughs> uh, the way I'm looking at it is you're looking at, you can have three of Wando, Akam, Burrito, or Spindola. And that's oh, assuming, okay, yeah, assuming Plata doesn't play. Um, I'm really biased against the Spindola. I just zoomed right past. <laughs> yeah, we don't have uh, Skyler I, here. I think to... a Spindola is... A spindle is a really good play this week, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and he used to play for RSL. There you go. There's this four game or four day broken slate is um, full of revenge games. <laughs> just what we, just what we, we should just have like a revenge lineup and see how that. Works <laughs> well, if DraftKings gave us a uh, Friday through Monday contest like they did for Euros. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, but yeah, I think with this this two game slate, uh, because of the teams involved and the potential for squad rotation for RSL, you could pretty much have whoever you want. Um, so, yeah. Oh, one more shout. We have an Alvaro Sabarillo revenge game too. Wow, that's right. That's right. Um, gosh, so much revenge going on. And really, here's here's my thinking on this slate is. Since you can fit in so many elite guys, there's going to be a ton of similar lineups. Mm-hmm. So if you want to leave like two thousand twenty five hundred dollars on the board by taking a Sabarillo, that automatically differentiates yourself from pretty much everyone else playing, 
and just one little thing needs to go right with Sabarillo to really vault you ahead of everybody. Yeah, it's a great because point. Because the, the lineups are going to be so similar because everybody feels like they need to spend all their money, but variance is so high on a two-game slate that that really it kind of behooves you to not spend all your money because you're just you're giving yourself that much of a boost in tournaments. If one little thing goes your way, then you're right at the top. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, we had an article on, on Rotowire, I think it was last year, and it was a, hidden in a hockey article. But um, we have a guy named Neil Parker who writes for us. And one of his big things was uh, a salary cap just means there's a max of how much you can spend, but there's there's no minimum and there's no you don't get any points for spending all of your money or, you know, as little as possible. Like the 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 idea that you need to spend all of your money uh, and that you're automatically getting better players because they're more expensive is wrong. And so you need to get the guys that you want and kind of build from there. But don't don't mess yourself up by just making sure you spend as much money as you can, because uh, especially on a slate on a two game slate, um, you might not need it. Yeah, I mean, it really benefits those of us who like to, I don't want to say think outside the box and pat yourself on the back. I mean, it's a simple thing. Everybody's going to have the same probably three or four lineups. Right. Or, I mean, it's not going to be that simplified, but it's going to be really close. Right. I mean, this is a really easy slate. There's no, like, super high-priced players. You can fit pretty much anyone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, throw in three lineups where maybe you take a Movsisian in one, a Sabarillo in another, uh, a Marroquois in another. And, I mean, one of those three is probably going to have a pretty good game. Not a lot of people are going to use them. And there you go. Right. Perfect. Love it. Uh, moving to Saturday, we've got a three-game slate. Starts at 5.30 Eastern. Uh, Montreal hosting the Revs. Uh, 7.30 is Seattle at Toronto. And 9 o'clock is Philadelphia at Houston, which, oof, uh Yikes. Um, so how are you building without Javinko? <laughs> because that's, I assume that's where you're heading with that. Um, or do you, so you, you don't want me to use Javinko this week. Is that what you're telling me? I, I'm just saying you usually try to build a lineup without him. But do you yeah. like him this week at home against Seattle? 12,600 on DraftKings. I kind of do just because Seattle's been so dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they've won, or they've actually, yeah, they've I've, lost I've, five of their last six. Yeah, they've been, they've been really bad without. Not that Dempsey is Javinko, but they've been really bad since he's been gone. Right now, if you want a fun fact, seven of the twenty teams in MLS I saw have only one win in their last six games. <laughs> and there's even one team that has zero wins in their last six. Can you want to take a guess? Zero in their last six. Uh, I'd say Chicago. Nope. That seems easy, though. Um, You'll never think of it. Montreal. Nope. Oh, well. Montreal is another team that's been only one of six. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Los Angeles. Wow. Yep. Wow. They do have four ties, so yeah. they're still doing better than Seattle, who's won right. one and lost five. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, the, there's been a lot of draws. Yeah, it's it's been a very weird month, basically. Um, it's been a strange season a little bit with Kamara kind of in his temper tantrum. Yep. I feel like the officiating's even more under the microscope than it has been. Mm -hmm. uh, and last year, I think, was was really a 
just a great year for the league. And I think this year that it's still trying to kind of find its footing. I don't think anything uh, explains how weird this season has been any more than the fact that Philadelphia is in first place. <laughs> I mean, that, that is definitely true. Yeah, uh, that, that should be it. So, um, so this is a Javinko day. Um, we, he's a 12, six, uh, Kai Kamara is at an even 10,000. And then, um, we have a few other big names, Drogba, Dempsey, uh, I'm not going to, Giles Barnes, I was going to say Giles Barnes. Yep. Uh, and then it kind of drops off, although you can have, I mean, Jordan Morris has actually played pretty well, uh, without Dempsey, uh, not well enough to get them to win, but, um, he's there, um, followed by Will Bruins. Yeah, Cubo, if he ever uh, can get enough playing time. I see you skipped right over Will Bruin, um, <laughs> who I believe scored, is it possible he scored his 50th goal yesterday? Or, uh, I'm sorry, last weekend? It's possible. I think I it was his 50th, know. yeah. He's got uh, 30 fantasy points in his last two games. Wow. So, yeah, he's got that yeah, going. Use him, guys. <laughs> they really need to just put Mario Minotis in instead of him. He had a good U.S. Open Cup game last night. Um, speaking of which, I saw some, there was a, a quote uh, about him. They were kind of asking why he doesn't play more. And the response was essentially that they, they want to use their forwards for hold-up play. And Minotis doesn't do that. Um, oh, my which, God. Which kind that of fully me. explained why Will Bruin plays so much. Because yeah, that's that kind of what he does. Explains- that fully explains why Houston is not a good team. <laughs> right, right. I mean, oh, the hold-up play thing just gets I, me so angry. I agree. Um, that being it's in, said... It's important, but if that's the only thing you can do, I mean, get out of here. Right, right. Um, there does seem to be some value in this game, though, the, this Philly-Houston game, as ugly as it is likely to be. Uh, Boney Garcia has been really good, uh, and seems to have basically taken on the role that we all thought Christian Maidana was going to have at the beginning of the season. Uh, and he's only 4,100. Like, I think he's going to be really heavily owned on this three-game slate because of that. Yeah, if I'm being honest, I didn't even realize how uh, well Boniac Garcia had been doing on DraftKings. That's pretty impressive. Um, I guess he's on corners, Yeah, I have to assume. Um Seven fouls. I mean, that's like really turning back the clock to like three or four years ago when mm-hmm. he was a beast. So that's good to see because he can actually be a very exciting player. I'm afraid that maybe Father Time has caught up to him a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, you're right. There's a ton of value here because uh, Alberge is only 4,600 still. Wow. Um, Senio, I think, is like a good little pivot that's $1,000 less because he can also kind of assume the, the playmaking role. Um so definitely some value. I mean, Pontius is another guy that kind of flies under the radar, and he has a ton of goals this year, if you include uh, U.S. Open Cup and whatnot. So you have no problem going with some Philly guys at Houston? Oh, not at all. Okay. They they did play last night against the Red Bulls. but yep. And they won. Yeah, there is a little Jesse Marsh temper tantrum. <laughs> yeah, sure was. Um, yeah, they've been playing pretty well without C.J. Sapong. Um who I think is is going to be out. Barnetta, uh, I think, is now ge- officially getting overlooked because of how well Alberge is playing. Do you think that continues? I mean, do you think he has he can score for a fourth game in a row? I think he's really, really good. I think I've been saying it since the preseason. Yep, sure and, have. Uh, yeah, I I sure think he can continue. He has pieces around him that 
or they just all seem to work really well together in Philadelphia, which the team's been missing forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Maurice Du comes back, that's going to be a great lineup. Yeah. But I think that should be relatively soon. Um, I mean, there's no need to rush them back. They're playing uh, pretty well. Yeah. They're top of the standings. Uh, what situation would it take for you to take uh, Kai Kamara at this point? It seems like, I don't know if he's pressing too much, meaning like trying to score too much, but like he, he's he been, uh, other than, what was it, his second or third game there, I mean, he's been like a colossal fantasy bust. <laughs> and um, he continues to be very expensive too. So like how do you, what's, at what point is it, yes, I'm comfortable taking him? Is it like home against Houston or home against San Jose? Like what's the... I mean, I'm not touching him this weekend. I mean, obviously, at Montreal is a little tougher than those, what I mentioned, but still. It, it is, but Montreal, like we said, they've won one of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laurent Simon is not going to be there. Right. He's kind of the guy that I'd be scared for Kai Kamara to go up against. Um, so it, if I'm thinking just aerially, Kai Kamara could dominate in this game. Okay. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think Kai Kamara is what he was last year. At this point, I was kind of holding on to that train, but I've let go. Okay. But but I also think he's good. He still has a lot of good games in him this year, so I think he's a he's an okay play. I certainly don't think I'll be playing him in cash games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the other concern is that since they do play again on well, I guess it's not until Wednesday. Until Wednesday. So yeah. yeah, we don't have to worry too much. Um, I did not catch how much he played last night, which I can look up quickly. If... <laughs> the uh, the guy that I went to from this game, basically the two guys from this game that I thought were just such slam dunk plays were Didier Drogba and Lee Wynn. And there are enough guys like that, like Garcia and Alberge or Ilsenio that you can fit those guys in. Like I have a lineup with Wynn, Drogba, and Javinko. And oh, wow. I'm fairly comfortable with the rest. It's obviously very top-heavy, but right. um, you can get kind of values elsewhere. Just like you said, Alberge. I mean, um, Dylan Remick is still really cheap looking at that um, Seattle-Toronto game. Um, and even, I love Dylan Remick. Yeah. You, you, even you as guys, an MLS player, yeah, he's very good. Mm-hmm, and they've, uh, with Jovan Jones basically playing as a, a full-fledged winger at this point, uh, like an attacking winger, they, right. um, which strangely has like hurt his season long fantasy value because he doesn't get any of these defensive bonuses and, uh, <laughs> doesn't get the offensive one either. You know, he's just kind of, uh, making space there, but the once I was going to say once Roman Torres comes back, that's kind of interesting. They could easily play a, a kind of five in the back Seattle. Yeah, with yeah. Chad Marshall, uh, Brad Evans could kind of be a defensive midfielder slash center back. Yep. Then you have Ozzy Alonso. I mean, maybe that's kind of what they need to get going, something different. But yeah, I I really like Remick and Jovan Jones is he's definitely talented. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think there are enough. I mean, like Andre Blake is fairly cheap if if you don't believe in the Houston, um, the Houston attack. So, um, which I don't. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, like win, win went right into my lineup, and uh, oh, I think he's he's going right into mine too. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I love Lee Wynn. Uh, I'm always telling you how good he is. Yes. And you're always trying to quit him. I'm trying to. Who who did you recently quit? Oh, Mauro Diaz. Mauro Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, Mauro Diaz and then he had two assists. Um, <laughs> I There's a possibility I'm quitting him this week. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, he played last night, right? He played sometime so... within the last month, so he may not play <laughs> in the next game. We, we're not yeah uh, we don't know for sure but he um i have the problem is i have him and i have uh javier morales uh and plata oh, yeah. so like i i'm getting a little Uh-oh. worried the big uh, big fall here for the uh what are you number 20 22 or 23 22 in fmls putting me and skylar to shame it's still it's still very early um i didn't <laughs> want to gloat I, I every week i i'm like is, is it time to gloat and i'm like <laughs> 13 out of whatever it is 39 38 whatever so um i'm not quite ready to gloat yet um i'll gloat for you but oh thanks uh the so yeah those guys are the ones that that worry me the most and lee win was the guy basically i wanted to bring in um which will force me to to maneuver a little bit probably in a way i don't want to have to maneuver but but anyway, um, yeah. So here's uh, here's what happened in the Revs game last night. It looks like Agadello came off in the 32nd minute. Okay. I don't know if uh, anything happened to him or not. Um, Kai Kamara came on in the 61st, so he should be fresh. Mm-hmm. And Lee Wynn came on in the 77th mm, for Diego Fagundes. So both of them should probably be all right too. Um, so yeah, it looks like the Revs are ready to go for this double game week and. In terms of season long, I wouldn't be scared to bring in any of the the big guns. Um, yeah, I see. Agudelo had an apparent leg injury, is what the uh, gotcha. what the news said. But I mean, would you really bring in Kai Kamara in FMLS? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's tough because <laughs> you have to have David Villa, I think. Yes. Um, trying to think who my other forwards are right now. Many people have Javinko. I do not. I haven't had him for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I have BWP, who's playing in the in the New He's York gonna City. Ha- he might have five goals this weekend. <laughs> I I get so much pleasure out of the Red Bulls just owning New York City. I uh, I don't know why, but I wrote the double game week article this week, and <laughs> um, I started it with BWP, and I was and I was like, I can't really include him because he's not on a double game week, but I think he might have two games worth of goals. <laughs> on Sunday against New York City FC. And the game's at Yankee Stadium again. Somehow they're not playing back at, at Red Bull Arena, but like it doesn't matter. The in fact, I noticed when we were when I was putting the odds together that the Red Bulls are favored. And I wow. I can't remember the last time a road team was favored in Well, that's because soccer. that's because they won 7 nothing last right. time. Yep. But uh yep. they did play a disappointing game last night. Mhm. Well, we'll talk about that game yeah we'll get we'll get there yeah and i have gia dos santos so uh that's right dos santos yeah i i don't know i could see bring kamara in that would be a heck of a differential don't you think i i'd assume so because uh i imagine anybody who had him had has to be fed up enough by now to or they've just quit playing seasonal right well that's a good point too um i saw that last weekend when ola kamara scored He's now tied Kai for the crew team lead. <laughs> um, That's pretty funny. Yeah, but anyway. Um, well, how about let's let's talk Montreal midfielders quick. Yes, I, think I was. There's some great value there, uh, both in Lucas Antivero yep. and Johan uh, Venegas. Ven- yeah, Venegas. Venegas. Whatever you want to say. Um, 
So that's that's going to help you get in some of the big guys. And I guess Donadell still is on corners if he plays. That's kind of what I am assuming. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, I think that's right. Um, the the one that I that we have spoken about so many times on the podcast, but uh, are you comfortable with Piatti? Not not comfortable because like obviously we know what he can do. He has a goal in three straight, though. Two of those am games I were in May. Em- emphatic about Piotti. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I probably like him more than Lee Wynn. Wow. Okay. I mean, he's at home, and yes. New England has not been good on defense lately. They're awful. So, yeah, I I do like Piotti a lot. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to, like, we just talked forever about Lee Wynn and the Revs and whoever yeah. else on this slate, and we didn't mention Piotti, so maybe... He is going to go overlooked, or maybe we're just we're being foolish. Right, maybe we're overlooking it. I, <laughs> I would, I feel like I would rather go, Piatti, or excuse me, Win and Drogba than Piotti and Kamara. Like if you were going with, oh yeah, totally agree. Um, but I always tend. But to. But you don't have to. I mean, it's not it's not just those two in a bubble. That's yes. the beauty. Yes. Yeah. Um, I always just kind of side towards higher floor than than ceiling not that Drogba's got like a low ceiling but um, yeah one guy who has been pretty awful uh, fantasy wise since coming back from injury is Chris Tierney um, it seems like uh, his days of of 15 crosses are I don't want to say they're over but they they seem very far away and now that we're only getting three point three quarters of a point uh, is there I mean, there's pretty much no reason at this point to overpay for Tierney, right? Probably not. Not unless you you kind of spend down other places and kind of like we talked about for that uh, Friday slate and instead of just keeping all the savings, throw in Tierney. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not too many guys on this slate that are like great fantasy choices. So if you can fit him in, great. But um, yeah, there's definitely no reason to force him in on the road. Right um, against a team that's that could really pin him back because they have some good wing play. Um, especially a Yongo gets up the wing. Uh, depending on who plays on the other side, they can get up the wing too from the fullback spot. So I was going to bring Iongo up because he uh, he's the sixth highest uh, priced defender, and we we have six of them who are over five thousand, which I feel like is a really high number for a three game slate. But, kind of, but these days, now that they switch back to the eight man, I feel like a lot of the prices have gone up. But, they they have, but I feel like we don't tend to see that many defenders not for, in yeah, the five thousand game. That's that's a little strange. Um, but I mean, it's it's the guys that have been kind of expensive all year. They just happen to be on the same slate with Mears and Jones. Um, Fabinho's always been Fabinho's, up there. Yeah, yeah exactly, and Tierney. So. Well, Iongo's the best out of all of them. I but, mean, yeah, maybe, for sure. maybe you kind of go Tierney just because he's still the same player. Like, I don't think he's just fallen off of a cliff. Yeah. Maybe he needs to just work his way back into fitness where he feels comfortable getting up the field. Um, but, yeah, other than Tierney, I like Iongo a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Hercules Gomez revenge game? But I don't think he's going to start. Yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, that would be... He'd literally just be getting a start for revenge. Like, there's sure. no reason for him to start over uh, Dempsey or more. I guess he could play on the wing if Evenshits plays in the midfield. Yeah, but I think Evenshits has been lining up on the one wing. 
Then you have Jordan Morris probably going to push out to the – well, Dempsey, when he lines up on the wing, kind of just plays underneath the striker anyway. I was just going to so, say, yeah, he plays in the middle. Uh, yeah, when they line up in a 4-3-3, it's really not a 4-3-3 uh, for Seattle. So does Kovar get off, come off for Dempsey? Is that the, the straight Pro- Probably, yeah, yeah. I would think Kovar sits, Hercules Gomez sits, Jovan Jones probably isn't going to play the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't they just really need to get a, a dominant force in their midfield. Ozzy Alonso's legs aren't what they used to be. Uh, Roldan, he does. Roldan's just quiet. Like he's a solid player, but he hasn't put nearly as much of an impact on the games as uh, people thought he would in year two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freeberg hasn't been that good. No. So it it sounds like they might be getting Ladero, um, from Argentina, mm-hmm. which would be pretty exciting. But yeah. Yeah, they need something to kind of juice things up there because it's not a team that can move the ball fluidly between their defense and their attack. You don't think Dempsey's return solves everything? Uh, Well, Dempsey's also on some old legs. I do (laughs) think that he really is going to want to turn the team around. So I think he's a pretty good play for 8,600. Like, I don't think there's going to be the big drop-off that you see when he comes back from some tournaments. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to hit the ground running because... I mean, losing five of six, he needs to get Seattle back into the playoff picture. And what do you think about Giles Barnes at 8,200? I'm not that enthusiastic about it. I do like him. I just think I'm probably going to go other places on yeah. this slate. That's how yeah. I felt about him and Dempsey, certainly Kamara. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of options. We might even see Josie come back. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, Maybe. You mean to sit on the bench. Right. Well, they get, yeah, the, the red card from the bench again. Um, <laughs> um, oh, man, classic. That was a good one. Uh, I guess for those who um, want a slight discount, Clint Irwin, who's the most expensive keeper on the slate, is out for six weeks. So you have Alex Bono for 4700 which really isn't even that much cheaper. Um, do you have a read on the New England situation with Shuttlesworth and Knighton? Not, not really. I mean, I think Shuttleworth is better. Yeah. But um, yeah, they seem to be kind of swapping them in and out, or kind of Shuttlesworth is not holding on to the number one job the way that he used to be. That's right. for sure. Yeah, I wrote in the double game week piece that you you definitely don't want Josh Saunders because one of the games is against the Red Bulls, and that could be two losses in one day. And with New England, they may play both of them. So you're not actually getting any any benefit from a, a double game week goalkeeper because, um, you know, if they if they each play, you're getting one game from a guy that you really probably don't even want to play anyway. <laughs> yeah, th- this isn't a week to pick up a double game week goalkeeper, especially since like a lot of the New England and NYCFC players aren't guys that we've had in our lineups for a long time. Yeah, I mean, TV like, is the only one that I've had. Right, because they did have a, a kind of nice stretch there. There was the bye week where they were one of the only teams playing. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of people had Tommy Mack, then he didn't start in that one mm-hmm. double game week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they so sat Pirlo and they sat... Uh, yep, Lampard uh, wasn't really playing until, what, two, two matches ago? Yeah. Yeah, so the nice thing is NYCFC's... Oh, different slate. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Um, I'll I'll plug this article that I wrote one more time because the problem that we have with the 
the two double game week teams, NYCFC and the Revs, is that they play three games. Um, so they play twice this game week, then they play uh, round 17, but then they're off in round 18. So you're basically getting three games in three weeks, which is the same as everybody else. Um, so even, you know, if you go try to get a bunch of these guys for this double, you're going to have to get rid of them uh, for round 18 anyway. So it's like it's literally like a perfect storm of not wanting to go heavy um, for this game week unless you're prepared to, you know, you have to prepare yourself to not have to replace six guys right, in yeah. two weeks. Because uh, that's the round 18, I think uh, only 12 teams are playing. So, uh, and then we get the the free wild card, I think is after that, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Some sage advice from Rotowire's uh, season long MLS expert. <laughs> Hardly an expert. I just have to. Now, now if you're getting all this advice from Andrew here uh, and feel like you don't need to read the article, why don't you go just click on it for him? Yeah, that'd be great. So, yeah, boost, boost the stats a little bit. Yeah. Make Re- him feel refresh good. it a few times. Yeah. Maybe yep, leave it on when you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I suggest. Yeah, mm, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right, that's the Saturday slate. Um, let's move to Sunday. We've been touching on it. We have a the Hudson River Derby, uh, Derby. If you want to sound like you're English, and then that's at noon on Sunday, and then the next game is at seven o'clock, which um, I always find weird when we have to wait <laughs> four hours in between. But uh, and the other game is Columbus at uh, Sporting Kansas City, so. Uh, we're, I, I can't think of that many uh, New York City FC players that I really wanted to pick um, other than David Villa because if, if anybody's going to score against the Red Bulls, it should be the guy who takes what feels like 15 shots a game. Yep. And the other guy I thought of was Jack Harrison, who... Uh, is just insanely cheap in every format and has been starting uh, basically on the wing uh, with David Vian on one side or excuse me in the middle and then either Lampard or Tommy Mack on the other side Um, Harrison's more of a cheaper play but I would be all in on every Red Bull player I could get Um, and I I don't think it even matters who it is like I think you could easily (laughs) go with like Lloyd Sam Felipe don't even hesitate at Dax McCarty. He could have a hat trick. I mean, like, I I don't know if I'm just so scarred well, da- from that last <laughs> touchdown defeat. Yeah, but, Dax McCarty headers. Yeah, two of them. He's, he's so tall. Yeah, and all four foot eleven of them. <laughs> um, Dax McCarty is more so. But when you look at it, you're like, Dax McCarty is more expensive than Frank Lampard, Tommy Mack. Uh, you could say mixed disroot if you're being nice, but like I think he outperforms all of them. This weekend, yeah, I might have to go Frank Lampard, but yeah, uh, and I how, can see it. I mean that the Red Bulls I think are going to dominate, yeah. but let this is kind of a big moment for Lampard. Mm-hmm. It's his first. Well, did he get like a a little sniff of the field in one of the prior? Uh, New Hudson River Derbies. Um, I yeah, he played 15 minutes in the in the seven nothing drubbing. And yeah, did nothing. Right. <laughs> so I I don't know. Him and Via could kind of step up a little bit. I really do like Jack Harrison. It's going to be, well, it's another two game slate. So who knows how you're going to build a lineup? But I mean, Harrison's definitely a great candidate to get in there if you want to use Via and Kleshton, mm-hmm. uh BWP. 
You could probably build a lineup with all of them if you use Jack Harrison. I think you definitely could. Um, I, yeah, you definitely can. I, I will. I will guarantee that. It's just a matter of what your opinion is of the other game. Um, yeah, the other game is probably going to suck. The well, but for fantasy purposes, uh, there could be stuff to get out of there. I, for sure. Um, Skyler's boy Jimmy Madronda is up to fifty one hundred which um, feels like a lot, except he has six straight games of double-digit fantasy points uh, with no goals and one assist over that span, which is just nuts to me. Um, I mean, he won nine tackles two games ago. I mean, I just, I'm astonished at how good he is. But I think he's the reason, if you have him, you're not getting via BWP and Kledgedon. But you could get somebody like Benny Failhaber. Um so it's like if you if you think I mean Columbus is terrible. So if you want to go with Columbus, who's the guy you look for first? Wait, wait, wait. You said Columbus is terrible. I did. Okay, so if I want to get somebody from Columbus, no, who no, am no. I gonna Sorry, if you think Columbus is terrible, which I do, then you okay. wanna get somebody from Kansas City, excuse me. So you, you want some K C guys because they're home against this terrible team. Yeah, yeah. Who's the first one you look for? Um I mean Failhaber's probably a good call. Yeah. But the problem is that if you're looking at Failhaber's box score, Graham Zusi's back. Yes, now. exactly. So you're you're probably not getting as many set pieces, as many corners. Um I'd probably say Dwyer, just because he's a great differential when everybody's gonna be looking at Via, BWP, uh Grella. A lot of people still remember the Ola Kamara hat trick that won them money a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yep. Or I guess, holy cow, a month ago. Um, and he's actually had goals in two of the three games since then. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it, it might be Dwyer because I do think Kansas City could, could play pretty well in this one. Um, kind of two struggling teams. Yep. So I, I feel like Dwyer might be the best bet from Kansas City just because are you trying to lure me into saying Madronda? Yes, I am. Oh, no, I'm not <laughs> going to say Madronda. Okay. Okay. You guys can have your low-ceiling Jimmy Madronda playing at fullback. Um, I'm trying to win a tournament here. Okay. I like that. I like the... Then again, I mean, cash games are probably as lucrative as these uh, tournaments where you can win like 40 bucks for first place. <laughs> Uh, I wish I didn't find that as funny as it was. Um, yeah, the I just yeah I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> That's pretty much a good way to talk about this slate after noon. Right. Yeah. The the return. I mean, Failhaber has been really good on set pieces. Um, so do you I... think he automatically gives those back? He shouldn't. I have never thought that Graham Zusi has been that great of a set piece taker. I think Zusi, for every one good corner he hits, he hits two bad ones. Yeah. Um, and when's the last time you saw Graham Zusi score like an awesome free kick goal? Uh, the I had this exact same. I can't believe I'm putting Graham Zusi in the same sentence as this guy, but I had this exact same conversation about Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> of. <laughs> He, he's just so bad on free kicks, and but nobody is going to tell him to get off of them. 
But Zeus, yeah, you should be able to tell Zeusy to get off. I would think so. I mean, Christiana is just trying to get a highlight real kick. I don't know what Zeusy's trying to do. Granted, Zeusy a lot of times on a on a dangerous free kick, he will just serve it up for a header instead of put it on target. So I'll, I'll defend him a little bit there. Yeah. Which is exactly why you don't really want him in fantasy if he's on those set pieces. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I think Failhaber really needs to bounce back if Kansas City are going to be anything this year. Um, apart from if they get a, a big designated player in this transfer window, which I think is possible. Are we really counting out Columbus entirely? Um, please, please sell me on Columbus. I mean, they're not that bad. It's more they're, they have struggled without, Kamara, without Kai Kamara. They have no uh, Federico Higuain. So, like, where, where do you well, go? We, we always say that they're one of the deepest teams in MLS, so this is kind of the time to, to show it. So where do you go? Well, You're not going to roster Finley, right? Or No, I don't really like Finley right. as a fantasy player or as a real player that much. But <laughs> I think uh, you have Justin Miram. I think Emil Larson, if he gets out of the doghouse, is going to be a, a decent play. Mm-hmm. Um and really, I guess Christian Martinez is another guy that got some minutes lately that, that could pop in there. It depends how serious Columbus takes this game. Yeah. Um, but I also like, um, well, I guess Cedric Mabwati is out probably. Mm-hmm. Yep. He got malaria. Malaria. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough call. But I, f- I still feel like they can cobble together some sort of offense. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of... How, like, if you're looking for an Iguain replacement, there isn't one. But that, if that means Justin Miram is going to play more central and not as much on the wing, then that's a pretty good value for sixty six hundred. I is he on all the set pieces? I I don't know. I admittedly, haven't seen much of the crew since Iguain got hurt, which I guess is what one game. I was going to say it was only one, and uh, it's possible they didn't even have a corner in that game. So, <laughs> I don't know. I um, there's just not. It'll it'll be a a lineup situation. Meaning, like when when the lineup oh, comes yeah. out, uh, the difficulty is that uh, you can't use it to get another Red Bulls player in. Yeah, absolutely. I think if if you really want to use Columbus, you leave one spot in the flex, hopefully, and uh, you just maybe you leave forty five hundred because then you have can get Chani. Hector Jimenez, Emil Larson, or uh, Christian Martinez. So you have like four guys to fall back on that have an okay chance of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, at least one of them, I would imagine. Did Chani play last week? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He played a full 90. And yeah. I mean, he's not the most attacking midfielder, but he might be pushed a little higher up the field. And Chani's a really quality MLS guy that some people think could be playing for the national team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that name. I mean, I don't think he'd be a regular, but he he should at least get in the picture along with many other guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just because the wings are so good on Columbus, Finley, Miram, and Ola Kamara has five goals in the last four games. That sounds about right. I mean, three were obviously in one game, so. Yeah, but I mean, he scored in three of the last four, if you want to put it that way. Yes. So uh, I still think there's something there. And Kansas City really haven't been that great. Fair point. Fair point. Maybe I am still thinking of 
how they used to be good in in Kansas City. So yeah, it is a little depressing how far they've fallen from last season. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's move to Monday, July fourth. Um, we're going to celebrate by having three night games. Uh, two are at nine p.m. Eastern and one at ten thirty, um, when everybody is basically already hungover from celebrating. But uh, the nine o'clock games are Orlando at Dallas and Portland at Colorado, and then the late game is Vancouver at the Galaxy. Uh, we have joked about this uh, on the podcast before, but uh, anytime Colorado or when Colorado plays on July 4th, you take them all and you will see the debut of Tim Howard, which will be fun. Um, given that uh, we don't have the DraftKings slate open for Monday yet, but does that make you hesitant about Diego Valeri? That Tim Howard's playing? That Ant- Tim Howard is playing, but it, more importantly, that he's playing the Rapids on July 4th. <laughs> nah, I'm not that concerned about it. You're not a believer in the mystique of Independence Day in Colorado. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I am kind of buying into Colorado. I mean, they're a good team now. Yes. There's pretty much no question about it, especially when they have Jermaine Jones. Um, and Portland... I don't want to say they're floundering, but the Portland's not the same Portland that won the MLS Cup. That's totally. not to say that they can't get there. Um, kind of like last year, they were pretty much this good all season, and then they really turned it on towards the end and kind of peaked. Yes. Um, I think this could be a really good match. I think earlier in the season, I made some point about how even if Colorado, all of the good Colorado players were playing as well as, as they could, um, a goalie was not going to make enough of a difference and that this was like a dumb move. And it seems that that's exactly where they need help. <laughs> like Z- McMath has been pretty poor. Uh, right. And so maybe goalkeeper is exactly what they need to, to be legitimate, a legitimate team. But uh, are, you, are you comfortable with any of their attacking players outside of Jones? Um, particularly oh, on this, this slate is packed with expensive attacking players. Um, I mean, specifically, um, like I mentioned, Valeri, that Orlando FC Dallas game has um, Kaká and Mauro Diaz if he wants to play. Um, Castillo, who's, Castillo, uh, who's t- turning it on a little bit. Yeah, looks like the guy that everybody wants to see all the time. Uh, obviously, the the Galaxy have their their guys, um, although I guess Keane is still out, but uh, Zardes is back, uh, Dos Santos still there, Gerard's still there, so um, it almost seems like Vancouver is the, the weakest link of this group, and they've got guys like Bolaños and Takera. Like, there, yeah. there's a, this is a stacked three-game slate. This is an awesome slate. I might just stay home for the 4th of July. Well, you don't have to. You can just go out all day and then watch these games at 9 o'clock. Oh, you miss yeah, the fight. You miss the fireworks, I guess. Uh, well, I am, I'm a fireworks Scrooge. Hmm. Little JD trivia there. <laughs> Wait till you have kids. Yeah. You'll really hate it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, that will suck. <laughs> you've seen one. You've seen them all, people. One fireworks show is the same as every other fireworks show. <laughs> you sound like my wife. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I guess it's you. You're the only one who hates fireworks as much as she does. But anyway. They're so dumb. <laughs> um, so... With all of that, who is your best midfielder? 
Like who 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 are you going right towards when the Monday DraftKings slate uh, opens? Oh man, this is a really tough one. For the value or just overall? Um, who do you think? Both. Both. Mauro Diaz. Yeah. Um, for the value, I'm gonna have to see the prices, obviously, but I think you could you could make a case for Jermaine Jones. Mm-hmm. You could make a case for Bolaños or Takera. Yeah. Uh, or even uh, it depends who starts for the Galaxy and for the the Whitecaps, I guess. But um, the Whitecaps had a heartbreaking defeat last night in the Canadian Cup yeah. or whatever they call it, championship. Yes. Um, they got scored on in the 96th minute yeah. to lose to, to lose. TFC. Yep. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. I think they'll probably respond well, but not that LA is like a tough place to play, but it is in LA. Um, yeah, and we just did say that they've lost or haven't won any of their last six. And do the, you know who's on the flip side of that? Who hasn't lost any of their last six? Vancouver, the Rabbits. Oh, oh well. <laughs> um, yeah, and now that they're going into July Fourth hot, um, the Galaxy are without Robbie Rogers and Ashley Cole. Um, which means it'll Dave be... Dave Romney. Yeah, Romney. I love Dave Romney. That kid can play. That'll be a little salary savings to, to stack the midfield. But um, I don't know. It's I don't know where... I, where you're going to save? It's No, it's more how... I can guarantee that Diaz will have a hat trick when I drop him from F, my FMLS team. And he's going to sit out if I keep him. Like that's how I feel about Mauro <laughs> Diaz. Um, I hate well, that. he doesn't get hat tricks that often. That's true. He, I know he gets like one goal and two assists. That's how it'll he'll just rub it in on me like that. Um, God, Mauro Diaz is after Diego Valeri. He's one of the most fun players to watch in the league. Mm-hmm. He's got to be. I mean, Piotti when he's playing well is right up there. Yeah, oh, I hate him so much. Do you? What about the forwards? Because we've got some decent ones. Um, with Adi or uh, probably save a little bit with Arudi. Um, or Tesho. Tesho, yes. Yeah. Is, is Barrios a midfielder? I can't remember where they... Uh, I'm pretty sure Barrios is a forward. Is a forward, right, yeah. And then who knows who Vancouver is going to throw out there now. Um, yeah, I mean, now that Rivera's not playing, I think right. they, they have been using Hurtado, Hurtado a lot. yeah. But maybe Blot... Blas Perez needs to get some legs under him, I guess. They're scared to start him as much as uh, they want to. but I think they're afraid he's going to break. Oh, which, they definitely are. Which, but you he, know, at 47 years old, that, that happens. Yeah, but, I mean, hands down, he has to be their best option at forward. So. Yeah, they have and not some... just because of name recognition. I mean, he's been playing really well this year. He's been yeah. playing well in Copa America. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, that, this is going to be a tough slate. It's going to be extremely difficult. Um, I guess the problem is Colorado, you're not going to find a whole lot of value plays that are like any good unless Dylan Serna plays on the wing, but I don't think he will. I wish Scott was here for his token Mark Birch uh, shout out. Yeah. Although I think Powers was taking them, taking the set pieces last or well, yeah, last weekend. As well he should be yeah. over Mark Birch. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, and Portland's another team. You don't find very many savings in the attack unless Jack McInerney plays, yep. and he's not a very appealing choice even if he does when you have all these other great forward options. Yep. So, man, that yeah, this is going to be a very fun set of three games to watch, a very nerve-wracking uh, fantasy night. Yeah, I think that the difficulty is you're going to look for guys who are in the forty-five to $5,000 range, but you're going to have to... The drop off. I'm thinking of somebody who I would expect to be in the six to seven, like Kevin Molino. That you're like, that's who I want, but you're not going to be able to then get, um, you know, all the the upper tier guys that you want because that's it's like almost not it's not enough savings. So I don't know. You end up with awful picks like Ben Zemanski or something like that. Yeah, I think you're going to have to hope that Nick Mosquito plays for Vancouver. Yeah, and maybe Tesho plays for Dallas and then you can fill out the rest of your attack with with pretty good players right right yikes Oof. there was somebody else at Van it was a Tybert 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 he yeah uh, but he can play like anywhere that's kind of a weird yeah guy yeah hmm oh well um well that's the everybody playing once um do you have an opinion an early opinion on the revs hosting New York City FC? Not really. I think NYC, uh, NYCFC probably has a little bit of an advantage. I made a point uh, today that they've they've given up the most and the second most goals in the Eastern Conference, um, which makes you feel like this one will be 0-0. <laughs> Just that, because it's a... That's very possible. Yeah. They have both been pretty poor overall this season, yeah. I think it just comes down to whether Villa starts both games um, because I just don't see them getting enough shots off if he doesn't if he doesn't start. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I love David Villa so much. I'm so glad he's in the league, um, and he's probably very underappreciated relative to, to how much he should be. Yeah, he's, he's the perfect DP. Um, oh, yeah, hands down. Which, which is nice because we see a bunch of them. That just kind of float through, and um, you know, nobody nobody wants to have to pay for that. So, yep. Um, cool. Well, that's those are all the games. Um, I got nothing more. Do you have any uh, any last points you want to make before we finish up? I'm good. It's going to be a little bit of a, a marathon, and I I'm not <laughs> a big fan of these small slates and small prize pools. But uh, let's let's trudge on through, and hopefully get Skylar back on board next week. Yeah, we've got we still have some euros and I don't think we're going to see bigger MLS slates uh, in terms of uh GPPs. I don't think they're going to get that much bigger until uh euros are over and even the euro slates are a little weird. We've got basically 4 days worth of single matches, so we're going to have four straight two-day two-game slates which um yeah, there I ugh. I just really don't like playing two and three game slates. It's it's not fun. The player pool's not big enough to, to really differentiate yourself. Um, and usually the prize pools are smaller as well. Yeah, the only time you really want to play them is when you have a big Saturday after the eight-game slate and you're okay playing the two-game Sunday slate because you just won a bunch on Saturday. But, <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, we get that s- sorted um, soon and then before you know it, it'll be Premier League season again and hopefully we just see the whole the whole pot grow for all of us but yeah i'm just gonna enjoy watching uh some soccer here over the long 
three-day weekend. All this, all this work lately during the Euros has mm-hmm. really put a bit of a damper on things. And <laughs> I try to, when I see a game, I go to extra time. I try to leave a little bit early. There you go. Like today, but mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, JD, thanks for uh, all the help today, and uh, good luck this weekend. Hey, good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.